happening, fellow fantasy GMs. I am DJ Wang. He is the weirdest one DJ Dove. With our powers combined, we are the fantasy curious. What is up, JJ Wang? This episode is coming out in August. It is already August. We are that much closer. One calendar month and some days until football season. Are you excited yet? I'm pretty excited as we get closer to the to the season. I'm still got, still gotta get through this preseason, man. It's, oh, I hate it so much. Yeah, and, uh, it's football, it, it's, but it's not football, and you want to watch it, but you can't watch it. And I, I don't know, just I, yeah, I, I, I don't watch it whatsoever, but I keep up with it. I'll scan through. So I watch some of my Dolphins games, but otherwise, I'm just reading for camp stuff, seeing who's coming up, seeing who's coming down. Uh, I forgot to mention before, one of my favorites that I'm hearing is um, my boy Romeo Dalbs is looking really good in Packers camp, especially because Christian Watson is looking like exactly what we thought he might be. Well, Dud. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's actually, every time there's somebody catches, every time somebody catches a pass, they're having a great camp. Like it's, it's just so, fr- it's, it's just so frustrating. Like all of these guys are, are just looking so great. I hope so. They're just playing pit, pitch and catch out there. What they've been doing since they were like ten years old. If they don't look good in training camp, they're not probably even going to be. They probably won't even be in training camp. So I mean, it's but I mean, at least he's got his name mentioned. I guess that's really all you can ask for. Yeah. So we are the Fantasy Couriers. Hit us up on Twitter at Couriers Fantasy. Email the Fantasy Couriers at gmail.com. Facebook at the Fantasy Couriers. Enjoy our new page. I've been putting questions up on daily. If you want to have a good conversation, that's the place to go. The goal really is on the Facebook page just to talk. I'll say who's the who's your favorite tight end for the year? Who's a dark horse? Or compare two players. It's we've been getting some cool conversation. Hopefully more people jump in with us. You can hit us up on the YouTube comments or on our website or instagram everything is on the page check us out hit us up and we have a new segment today jj wang i know you love social media oh yeah that's my favorite thing ever so i i put put a question on the facebook page to ask for a facebook q a segment to start to engage our our loyal listeners our loyal I don't even know Facebookers who are Facebookers, part of the conversation. Go. Is that a word today? I don't know. Is, hey, like I said, I know what you meant. Everybody knew what you meant. So if that's the <laughs> case, it's a word. Well, we just got a new word. I need to call Webster. So I got a couple questions from a couple people. Sorry if we don't get your question in here or else we'd be on the podcast for a while. But I'll put this up every week. If you have a question you want in there, we'll try to hit as many as we can. From Rich, which team this year will go undefeated and how many games will it be? Well, I'm guessing we're going to probably say zero teams will go undefeated because it's in the NFL. I think what he means is how long will it take for a team to go undefeated or to lose their first game? And who do you think it might be? I mean, that's always tough. It's usually always like a random team. Like, wasn't like last year was the Cardinals or something? Like, they, they so. went like, didn't, it's, that's usually how it goes. So, I'm going to go 49ers. I'm going to go 49ers. Man, I think 49ers will be that team. I think if Arizona did it last year, I think 49ers should do it this year. Plus, they got Ooh. Trey Lance. I'm all aboard Trey Lance. Oh, yeah. Hey, can't argue there. Uh, Jared, Jared G asks, is Javante Williams a top 10 running back or will Gordon continue to eat into his usage? Um, top 10. So I think, so let's go like, 
in terms of like Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb could be like a top 10 running back, but still not get like full usage, right? So I think I think he could make it top 10, you know, seven, eight, nine. I don't think he could be full potential because Gordon still is still good and still can't take a lot of work. Yeah, I think I'm going to differ. I love Javante Williams in Dynasty. I'm worried about the Gordons, but they, if no Gordon, Javante Williams, dude, he might be top six, seven, eight, somewhere in there, e easily fighting to be one of the better guys. But they're going to use Gordon. I think they're wanting to use Gordon, get Javante in there. But if it's full PPR, he could sneak in there a little quicker, I think. But I would put him. 12 to 14 probably just a little bit outside the top 10 as long as gordon is there and healthy because they rob out gordon for a reason i mean it's i mean you just want to think that they're going to use him more right at some yeah. point but like i said gordon's been effective his whole career so i mean he's going to get the ball well, jared t asks is jamison crowder or isaiah mckenzie the slot receiver for the bills oh isaiah mckenzie all day you know what, Jameson Crowder might not even make the team. How about that? Oh, hot take. He might get cut before the season even starts. Because what's the point if he's not going to play? I mean, if he's not going to be that slot guy, what's the point of keeping him on your team, right? Well, I, I'm 100% with you. I was on Team Jameson until about a week ago, or a couple days ago, I guess, rather. And I was like, dude, he's going to jump in. He's a great PPR guy. But you can't start on a new team with injuries and then let the young guy show you up. The young guy will take your job every single time. But isn't so it like Dave but is it Jameson Crowder always injured? He, he, yeah. <laughs> if he plays, though, if he plays, though, he's a PPR machine. So he's, he falls into that he, he discussion plays, of he's everybody. PP, he's, if he plays, he's a PPR machine because usually there's not a whole lot of options. Like, Josh Allen ain't a dump-and-go quarterback. Josh Allen slings the ball down the field. Jameson Crowder is usually with the quarterback that's going to dump it off, you know, and be that guy. That's not – Josh Allen. I mean, really, we're looking at that Cole Beasley role. And Cole Beasley was That's probably true. a good comparable, probably wide receiver three true, consistently true. through. So uh, McKenzie could, he, he could take a, he could be interesting. If this team is going to sling it, we know Diggs will get his. We believe Davis is going to get his. So you it's either going to be McKenzie I, I, or Knox. I feel like Cole Beasley is still a deeper route runner than Jamison Crowder. I always feel like Jamison Crowder exactly. like is behind the behind the like line of scrimmage like two yards and Jameson Crowder will get 14 catches you know within two yards of the line of scrimmage hey that's 14 points I don't care what you're talking right. seven points one way or the other <laughs> I think Josh Allen might throw the ball farther than like two yards down the field we'll see I don't know Alex W who I wonder if he's from Pittsburgh or not he said will anyone besides Harris be a high draft pick from the Pittsburgh offense so what do we consider high? I think Deontay Johnson will go pretty high. I mean, I think he's still that – I think he's still that quarterback. I think he's still the most reliable receiver on the team. They might run a whole lot, but like I said, I, I think he's still their best receiver. So I think Deontay Johnson like, – so like top five, like, rounds, right? Is that considered yeah, – Probably, I'd say somewhere there. I, I think he – not as high as Najee who's going to go, you know, late. Well, Najee might go first, first round maybe, yeah. but – like as, like, as far as high goes, I think Deontay Johnson can still be a top 24 receiver this year. Yeah, I, think, I think a lot of people are scared. I'm a little, I'm a little scared of him. I probably won't have any shares of him because we don't know what to expect from Trubisky and then Pickett when this season is Evidently, Mason Rudolph's going to start. So. <laughs> well, then Deontay Johnson, 12th round is the earliest I'll draft him if that happens. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, Rudolph's starting. Oh, yeah, I'm not – 
I might I might trade all my Harris shares if that happens. Yeah, I'm so I mean maybe people. Harris is probably the only one you can. Well, he's obviously the only one you can really count. Yeah, but he might be my highlight next week. Like I, I, I'm a little scared. I'm a little scared. You, you think Pittsburgh's going to be great? Huh? They, they got me a little scared. So, honestly, I think, I think they're going to be the, great. I think they're going to be good. Yeah, I, I draft fixed the question there. I think if you were asking like guy who might finish a little better, Farmuth could be a sneaky guy that will finish better than you will draft him as a That's tight true. end because he's going late, and I think he'll draft. He'll land higher than he will be drafted. He might be the best receiver. He might be the guy that ends up with the most receptions on the team. That'd be crazy, wouldn't it? We both hope it's Pickens, but you know. Anyway, I definitely hope that who end up Pickens end up with the most touchdowns. And and our new our newest fan on the page, actually, I talked to him today, and he joined the page. Is from Keith B. Who will improve the most after going to their new team? Oh man, I don't even know who. What, see, my, I got my answer while you think about it. All right, go ahead. And uh-huh. it's the answer I think I told him this morning, Hollywood Brown. I think Hollywood is going to go bonkers. I, I really, I have never been a Hollywood Brown. And the more, and then I go back and look, like, I think if he was in Baltimore, I might be a little higher on Hollywood. Like, you you know, in our leagues, I've been trying to give Hollywood away for peanuts, like just pennies on the dollar, because I just wasn't a fan of him in that system. And then last year, he played very well. Now, putting him in a system that's going to pass more with the guy that he's comfortable with and no D hop. I mean, Ertz is going to start out strong, and I think D-Hop's going to pull more from Ertz than Hollywood, and Hollywood's happy, Kyler's happy. Now that Kyler doesn't have to watch film anymore, he's even happier. So I think <laughs> Hollywood is going to ball out this Kyler, Kyler's my kind of guy, like the least responsibility possible, right? Like, I don't want to watch the film. Just let me go out there and just make plays. I mean, that's, you know, that's my, <laughs> my kind of guy right there. But I think I think who's really happy is probably going to be Derek Carr. I think Devontae Adams is probably going to have another monster season. I don't think in any way Brown ends up with a better season than Devontae Adams. I think I think Devontae Adams will get a lot of targets. I think we might be looking at 160 targets, 170 targets for Devontae Adams. That's a lot. And the funny thing for me is I think Devontae Adams either does that or something goes really fluky wrong. I think the only thing doesn't do. there's I don't the think there's a middle for him. Yeah, the only way that the only I think the only way it goes wrong is if he's injured. That's it. I don't, I don't think. Well, yeah, but I don't think there's. I don't <laughs> think there's any other. He's just not going to turn. He's just not going to be bad. Yeah. I mean, Derek Carr is good enough to make sure that if he's on the field, he's going to be good. Yeah, yeah. Keith, I think Jace, I think JJ Wayne got the right answer there. I think that's a pretty good answer. Yeah. So the fantasy couriers are going big time. I had a pretty exciting week. I made a connection with underdog fantasy sports who we've been talking about joining a league. And I said, hey, what would happen if I contacted underdog and said, would you like to be a part of Courier Nation? They emailed me back. I had a Zoom meeting with them. They were the nicest people in the world. And now we are officially sponsored by underdog. I I told them in the meeting, I said, honestly, it just makes us sound like we're a big time podcast. And they're like, hey, well, well, you're part of our team now. There is a there is a legal contract binding the fantasy couriers to underdog fantasy sports for the next calendar year. And I don't know. It makes it makes me feel like we're we're doing something right. Hey, kudos hey, kudos to the man behind the scenes of the fantasy couriers, DJ Dove. I mean, he be making all the deals that made all the deals happen. But yeah, I mean it's it's, it's, I'm not gonna lie, it's kind of fun. Uh, this, yeah. like, like just uh, something like this to happen, you know, considering 
where we were at. It's, it's, it's kind of entertaining. I mean, and the way, and when you, and of course, when you bring it across the, um, bring it across the airwaves here, I mean, you bring, you're so excited about it. I mean, it's hard not to be, it's hard not to get a good laugh and be excited right along with you. I mean, it was great. I found, I was, I was so excited. I was celebrating on Friday and I wanted to, I found like a, a nice, a nice cool drink of refreshment and I thought I was going to pour it into a glass and what would I have in my cabinet, but a oh, classic underdog cartoon glass and i took pictures no one got the underdog reference uh, i had a couple friends like oh i, I got, got it. it later i got it you got oh, yeah nice <laughs> I'm, I'm proud of you like a couple guys uh, our, our buddy lance in alaska about five lines of text later he goes oh i just got the cup <laughs> yeah, funny. so the fun thing is we can do um pre-scripted commercials like anchor we can, we'll do some within here so without further ado here is the Fantasy Courier's official first underdog commercial. Yeah, so underdog fantasy is the best and easiest place to fa play fantasy sports. It's actually kind of where I'm starting at right now. I mean, it's kind of first place I'm diving into. It says there's no waivers, no trades, no lineup sites. You just draft and go, right? So it lets you kind of draft your fantasy dream team in minutes, possibly hours, days, or in our case, maybe even months if you're playing best ball. I mean, we're doing pretty impressive. So sign up with the code Couriers, C-O-U-R-I-E-R-S, and they'll double your first deposit up to $100 in bonus cash. In case you missed that, when you make your first deposit of $10 or more, up to 100 bucks, they will give you a free $100 in cash in your account to use in the Underdog Fantasy app. And with their slick mobile app and user-friendly website, you should have no problem jumping in and drafting your squad. So join Underdog today, and don't forget to use the code Couriers. A link is in the notes of the podcast. So now back to the podcast. Yeah, so you, do you know how many, like, leagues you can actually, if you put $100 in, say you have $200, you know how many leagues, like, drafts you can be part of? Well, they're, the minimum they have, I believe, are $3 leagues, and we'll talk more in season. There's also, like, over-unders in some states. Like, they say underdogs in 40 – I ask them, underdogs in 40-ish states right now because of some of the – it's weird state legislation stuff I've read about, and it's how we got DraftKings eventually here in Virginia and then underdog and, and so forth. But they um, – they, because some states you can only do the best ball. Some then once we get in the season, we'll talk about doing where they'll say like Kyler Murray three hundred yards over or under. So they got like some simple sort of more gambling ish stats that you can build up on as well as part of the overdog thing too. I guess we're gonna get a lot of experience up in there, huh? Oh yeah, we are. Put 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 I have too much fun with this thing. That, that was my drum, my son on drums, just so you know, making his internet debut. But we're going to spend the next couple of weeks going over just positions. We're going to have two shows a week. During the beginning of the week show, we are just going to talk about general players. Then on a later in the week, probably Thursday-ish, Thursday we will put out our rankings. The It's been asked, so we're going to create just a quick ranking show. We won't go over every player. We'll pop up on the screens and we'll put out our rankings pictures on Facebook and on Instagram. But we have a few categories we're going to go through here. We'll mention some guys, tell why we want them in that spot, and argue or bicker over a couple guys as we, as we go down it. So are you ready, JJ Wang? Let's do it. Or do you want the drop again? Drop again. You look so excited when we do it. Okay, here we go. Grayson's drop. Put, put, put. Quarterbacks. 
That was fun. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so we're, we got a bunch of categories. There'll be similar categories for every position, but we thought we'd hit some up and down. And let's start with our quarterback fantasy MVP. Wow, I'll go with mine because mine's more standard. Yours is a yours is one I, I hope happens for my newest Giants team. But I'm going I'm going with my my boy Lamar Jackson. Uh, he is looking strong. He came into camp focused. There is. Two words that make me think Lamar Jackson is going to go back to that MVP form and maybe become a better passer. Contract year. Lamar Jackson, they say, has come in more focused. He's been in a while. Lamar Jackson's going to run his brains out. Lamar Jackson, everybody coming in is going to be healthy-ish. Once he gets both running backs back, they're not, they'll be able to run more. So that'll take some of the pressure off of Lamar for any silly mistakes. Bateman looks like he could be a great receiver. You got Duvernay and Prochet on the other side battling. So if you have two guys battling, that means you either have nothing or you could have two number two receivers. Mark Andrews is the man and the backs can catch. No one's talked about Justice Hill or he's a receiving back. He could be coming out of the backfield catching some balls. I, I just feel Lamar Jackson could be a guy that we're talking about QB1 at the end of the year. So where did he finish last year? I know he missed a couple games. Did you, did you got that all right off the top? I can't remember. I will pull it up while you. All right, so it's kind of hard for me to stand with Lamar Jackson because I feel like it's all based on his running stats, right? So, I mean, if you look at his passing stats, like the most yards he's had is 3,100. Not impressive at all. And then, but to go along with those 3,100 yards, that's the year he also had 36 touchdowns. Now we all know that did, that's probably not going to happen again. But the following year, it was 2,700 yards and 26 touchdowns. So that's a big decrease in yards and touchdowns. So, and then this past year, he missed four games and he had 2,800 yards and then 16 touchdowns. So he finished sixth last year? 15. 15th last year. So he had 2,800 yards and then 16 touchdowns with 13 interceptions. So so who are we getting? What, what quarterback are we getting here? I know we're probably going to rush, right? Probably mm -hmm. going to get those rushing, the rushing yards. But is it going to be the quarterback that gets seven rushing touchdowns? Or last year we only had two rushing touchdowns. I, I think probably 10 to 15. I think it is where Lamar Jackson kind of finishes out his career. Yeah. He spoiler alert, I have him as my number three quarterback on the year in my in, in my in my draft rankings. But so where do you think he gets better? So you think he resorts back to the thirty-six touchdowns and twelve hundred yards? I think he doesn't have to get all those because I think he's gonna throw he could throw for more yards. In, the, in today's NFL, throwing for 3,100 yards, if he's increased the, the passing, the, the pocket ability and looking like they said he has. Dude, if we say that Carson Wentz can throw for 4,000 yards, Lamar right, Jackson. It's not true, though. Wentz, I think we agree on 38. Carson Wentz is a more of a traditional passing quarterback. Lamar Jackson isn't like that. His most yards, in his, his most yards came in his MVP season with 3,100. His QB rating went from 113 to 99 to 87. Everything is declining for Lamar Jackson. The more he passes, the less accurate he becomes, the less efficient he becomes from what, from what it looks like. I mean, but I also believe he's going to run more this year. And I, mean, I think the pressure out is experienced. I think he's got his best. We'll see. 
Yeah, we'll see. I mean, like I said, it's, it's going to be boomer bust. I think kind of like Devontae Adams, right? It's either going to be one or 15. I don't think there's going to be much of a middle. Yeah, so, I, I can see that. So I'll go with my guy. I just keep I fall in love with this guy more and more. And you want to and you want to talk about a fantasy MVP? This is the kind of player that could be a fantasy MVP. I feel like this is the kind of player that could do what Lamar Jackson did, um, in 2019, right? That's Trey Lance. We've seen what he did last year in the couple of games that he come in. You know, 20 20 fantasy points here, 20 fantasy points there. One game he had like 16 carries. So I mean, if you think about it, what? 3,500 yards, a thousand, like thousand yards rushing, you know, touchdowns kind of like in the 25 range. I mean, kind of like Jalen Hurts, you know, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, all could be in that same category. But I think the 49ers are just going to be better. And Kyle Shanahan is, a, I think, a better coach. And I, and I keep seeing that RG3 season from the Redskins, that first season. Oh, no. Came in. <laughs> I don't not, you know, I know. Got her, but. That season, RG three looked amazing, and I, I, yeah. I think that's Trey Lance. I just got that. I got that vibe. Uh, the The argument's easy against Trey Lance. He hasn't done anything, and if you look at his college career, he literally threw didn't even throw for three thousand yards in his three seasons in college. <laughs> his best season in division, whatever it's called, FCS now. Um, he threw. He didn't. He made. He threw for a twenty-seven hundred eighty-six yards in sixteen games versus inferior. I mean, he threw twenty-eight touchdowns, but and he ran his brains out. Uh, but so and he ran for he ran for eleven hundred yards that year. But what has he done in the NFL? There, I it you can't get any straight answers. Earlier in the offseason, he was like the most terrible quarterback in the entire pros, and then all of a sudden, he's the the ne- the next coming of. Patrick Mahomes or whatnot. So it's, he, yeah. it's, it's, I hope it happens. Yeah, so I'm rooting you, for the kid. So if you draft Mahomes or Allen or your know, top three, and then you're in, you know, but then you're ended up getting Lance and maybe like that 12th, 13th quarterback, 9th, 10th, 11th, I think, and he ends up popping off. I think that's more valuable than, you know, picking oh, yeah. the quarterback, you know, at that top. So I think that's why he becomes like more of the fantasy MVP. Because we well, all know up. Yeah, we all know. My startup, I got Mahomes and then looped all the way back around and picked yeah, up. Yeah, so I feel like you can get a, a more solid player at a position and then swing around back and get Lance, and that could be a little, a little better. Yeah, so. I like it. Okay, our our next our next guy here is a a term that's overused, but for sake of using common terms that everybody knows, fantasy quarterback sleeper. Who is your quarterback sleeper this year? We have some I mean, names here. <laughs> quarterbacks are so hard to do this because there's just not very many. And there's got like a select, very few choices here. So I went back and forth. I've just switched it like 17 times, I think. But I'm going to go Daniel Jones. I mean, Daniel Jones is like on the cusp of being good. You know, you'll have those games where like, oh, this is cool. Daniel Jones looks good. But then you'll have games where Daniel Jones looks awful. But it's always been like his team's offensive line has never really been good. Saquon's never healthy, never good at the same time. And receivers have never been good. But I think that's about to change. I think they got a, a coach coming in, Dayball, who made Josh Allen, you know, go from good to great. Not J- Jones, not Josh Allen by any stretch of the means. But I feel like a, an offensive coordinator, a good QB coach can help out a little bit. And the weapons are a little better, offensive line a little better, team overall better. And he still runs the ball. That's the great thing about Daniel Jones. He runs the ball. So, I mean, maybe they can unleash that a little bit more. 
As long as he doesn't get to that like two yard line, then it gets messy. Yeah, that's, that's fine. I'll take an eighty yard run and fall down. That's fine. <laughs> Man, I, I think we're both we're both playing the same game with this. Who is the fantasy sleeper? Because uh, we were talking before the show. Like realistically, you've got the top what six, seven, eight guys on my list would be the top nine, and then almost from ten to twenty some odd, you are separated by. A mere couple points that it's it's you're better off taking someone like your your boy Daniel Jones there in the. Oh, oh he's not my boy. Don't get don't get me confused here. Daniel Jones' new favorite team, the New York Giants, and Daniel I mean, Jones. I, you heard it here this I mean, week. Sponsored by Amazon. Like, yeah, there's only like <laughs> there's only like three or four options here. You can have a sleeper for quarterback, and I guess I just want Daniel Jones. And I filled out the form first. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but who you put would not be nowhere near a sleeper for me in any stretch of the means. Oh, and you know what's odd? I am. I think this guy is going oh, to get do. better. Oh, yeah, I, I don't know why, but Jared Goff. Jared Goff has a season has two seasons with over forty six hundred yards. Yes, he was in Los Angeles, and he had weapons. He had healthy weapons those years. Last year, he had nobody healthy. Everyone got hurt. And then he finally discovered Amon Ra St. Brown towards the end of the year, and they they rolled they rolled those last couple of weeks as they were finishing out the season. But he, he was throwing to guys that we probably could not name to save our life. I had him at the beginning of last year and dropped him almost immediately because um, it was stupid. I mean, he did, the first week of the year he threw fifty seven times for three hundred and thirty eight yards, and then he became became more. He was a two hundred and some odd yards, but this year he's going to have. Amon Ra, who he knows is healthy. Hawkinson will be healthy. Swift will be healthy. And if you believe Swift's going to be good, a lot of Swift's power is going to come as a receiving back. And I am a big Jamison Williams believer. And then you're going to have Chark going down the seams there that I think your boy Chark. See, look, you're, you're starting to think about it. You're starting to think just a little bit, just a little bit. Somebody's got to pass in the ball. And I, I just have this feeling like if, if I'm not going to draft – Lamar or Patrick or Trey or those guys up nor- up in the front, and I'm going to decide to stock up on running backs or wide receivers. I'm willing to make golf one of those late. Like I'll draft more than one quarterback towards the end to fill in a one quarterback league and see who survives. But golf is a guy I'm willing to to throw some darts at there because also the North, the defenses are nothing to write home about. You got the Bears twice, the Packers twice, and the Vikings twice three name defenses but nothing that you're like yes i really want to have those guys yeah i don't know i just can't get on board with that i mean i know he's he might be solid maybe the reason but the reason he had 47 4600 yards is because he has sean mcveigh i mean sean mcveigh i feel like sean mcveigh threw for the 4600 yards not not jared Goff. that's not true but i mean jared Goff. okay but as far as sleeper, I mean, what's the potential for golf? I mean, I don't think there's, I don't think there's a ceiling. So I don't think you're going to have any games where he could put you. I mean, I guess he could have games, but he threw for 4,600 yards the other year and 36 touchdowns. Yeah, but sh- with that's the ceiling. In in Detroit, 32 touchdowns. In Detroit, no, no, no. In Los Angeles, yeah, but yeah, well, Sha- yeah. look at Stafford's stats. Stafford was putting up some numbers in Detroit. I mean, Stafford's better than golf. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Sean McVay but... and Stafford is a gunslinger. Golf isn't a gunslinger by any stretch of the means. I mean, they're two totally different, two totally different options. I just can't get on board because I think golf is probably like quarterback 25, 26, 27. 
So we're talking sleepers here. So this, I mean, yeah, I, I, but I don't. But as far as quarterbacks, I don't think quarterbacks twenty five through thirty two are sleepers. I think they're pretty much. I cute. think he falls into a QB two discussion. We'll see. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, low end, right? Twenty quarter. I guess quarterback twenty four, QB twenty four. <laughs> Eighteen. Eighteen. Ooh. I'm. I'm. Woof. I gotta record that. Somewhere. Who, okay. Who, who finishes higher, Daniel Jones or Jared Goff? Ooh. Oh, I gotta say, Daniel. Uh, Jared Goff. Yeah, you kind of got to. <laughs> yeah. Freudian slip. There was that. God, I gotta say Jerry Golf because that's my boy, and you'll say Jones. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the quarterback dud. Who's a guy you think is gonna straight up fall on his face and stink it up like a champ this year? Uh, mine is a guy. Mine can be sweet, short, and simple. He plays for the Jets. The end. Zach Wilson. I, I, I just a lot of people really feel a lot about these guys. I have seen nothing in his play. In his in anything about this guy other than he's a good looking dude that shows he has anything and he's got a really cool name, Capono. Middle name is Capono. I've never heard that. But nothing should I mean the only thing that will make me think that I'm wrong is I like his weapons. Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall, Michael Carter, and some decent tight like he's got good weapons, but I've heard some arguments like they say that there can be teams where their weapons do good and the quarterbacks stink it up. So I just don't get all the hoopla boo. I think the Jets botched another pick where they could have done much better than drafting Zach Wilson at two. I didn't see the pick initially. I mean, my hatred for the Jets makes it harder, but Zach Wilson is my quarterback dud for the year. Sorry, kid. I mean, I, yeah, I can see it, but I I think his ceiling's definitely higher than Jared Goff's. I'd probably select... Zach Wilson over Jared Goff just because, you know, I think Wilson can have the bigger games. You know, Wilson likes to sling it. I mean, he can throw farther, bigger arm, and he's got the weapons to throw the ball down the field. Um, but, I mean, I'm coming around a little bit on Wilson. Maybe I guess the stories the last couple of weeks make him seem way cooler. <laughs> but, <laughs> this is a family show. I, I, I know. Speaking, that's, of, his, speaking that's, of his family, um, anyway. That's as, far, that's as far as I'm going with it, I'm sure I don't, have to, I don't think I have to say anything, but kind of like we're in a warm spot for him here. But like you said, boomer bust. I mean, especially speaking best ball, right? I mean, if we're doing best ball now, you throw him in there, you can have one of those huge games. You just never know. So if he played 14 games, had 3,200 yards and 19 touchdowns and eight interceptions, would that be okay? Oh, probably not. What if he played 13 games, had 2,300 yards and nine touchdowns and 11 interceptions? I mean, that's a bad season. I mean, I know that's that, that, that was him last year. The first set oh, line was Jared Goff last year. Oh, I, I'm full. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. But Jared Goff's been in the league how many years? Yeah, and he's got some better seasons. Jared, Jared Goff was the number one overall pick. I hope he can do that. I mean, that Jared Goff. Jared Goff has a number one. Yeah, I understand. Jared Goff as a number one overall pick has been not very good. It has not lived up to it as a potential oh, yeah. at all. He's not so a number one pick, but yeah. Wilson could be following that same potential, but I think the the ceiling's a little higher for Wilson at this point than it is Goff. So my guys I'm I'm picking two guys that could maybe be benched by midseason and going for the younger guys, maybe. Really? I mean, Whoa. I mean probably them, yeah. Probably not, so. but – and that's uh, – Hill or Marcus Mariota. I think Marcus, Mar Marcus Mariota might not even start the season. So, I mean, so that one might not count. So, I guess I can kind of go with Tannehill. I'm just not a Tannehill fan. I think – just I think he's kind of like on the 
I don't want to say Dallas out of his career, but I think the years of him being like that top 12 guy are kind of over, right? Because he had like a couple seasons. I mean, he still has the possibility of rushing in some touchdowns, but I think they're just going to run it more. Uh, he's not a great passer, uh, but the more I think the more they run it, the efficiency is probably going to come down. I just don't think Tannehill is much longer for Tennessee. He yeah. kind of let him down last year. He couldn't get him over the hump. Um, he had a terrible game in the playoffs. And if that starts to trend, I mean, you got to do something. Hey, Tannehill's first season in Tennessee, he, he threw for 2,700 yards, <laughs> then 3,837. I mean, he's he's a game manager. I think he's a lame duck quarterback this year. I agree with you. I think he's going to get the season. They're not going to put in Malik. They want Probably, Malik yeah. to set a year. If, if they if they want to see what Willis has, they have to. that team has to be out of the playoff hunt. I don't think they will be. I think they're too good in a poor division that they're going to be in the hunt that Tannehill will play all year. Yeah, and I then think next year. I think we'll be struggling to make playoffs this year. They, they could be. They have a first-place schedule. Let's see. Mariota, he's going to start the season. Does he finish it? I don't think so because they have to. And it's not. And I, I honestly think he's going to have a decent season as far as he's not going to – I don't think he's going to be terrible. He's not going to be a top 10. But what's going to happen to him is that team is terrible. So they're going to be like, hey, is Ritter any good that we can draft – a non-quarterback early, or is Ritter so terrible that we got to totally Josh Rosen him with much less draft capital? So I think both picks are totally guys that are going to be duds. I don't think Tannehill's going to be great. And I've been a, I'm an arguably Tannehill truther even in his Dolphins days that he was not as terrible as everyone gets. I mean, he has, uh, he, he has a, Miami he, had three almost two four thousand yards and one almost 4,000 yard season with it. He season. hasn't been terrible considering he was a what, wide receiver at one point in his yeah. career in college. Yeah. But I mean, he's done okay, but he's just not the guy. He's just, he's not the guy. He's a guy and you can't win with a guy. I don't know. No, you can not. Gotta have but, so yeah, the next one we're going to do, we're just going to say, cause everybody knows the answer. Six guys. My guy. We're not even going to really – we don't have to say much about this because everybody knows, and we'll talk about it more. Who's the quarterback you're higher on than most in, in one second? Davis Mills. And who's the quarterback I'm higher on than most? Tua. Uh. <laughs> you hear us not- argue. Give me two sentences why you think Davis Mills is great. I don't know if he's going to be great. I think or he's you think QB2, right? I, 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 think he, I think he's a QB2 at the moment. I think he can fight for the – for a QB one spot, kind of like Kirk Cousins, kind of like in a Derek Carr mold. Um, I think last year, the last five or six games, he was a QB eight. Uh, I think the team has gotten better. I think he's going to improve more. I know that was more than two seasons, but I've talked about him a whole lot, and I'm going to talk about him a whole lot more. I just think he's better than people think. Oh, I, I like some Davis Mills. And to uh, it comes down to weapons. I just go, he's got the weapons, and he either makes them or breaks them. I'm thinking Cedric Milson might be a sneaky pick because they're saying Gasecki is catching very few balls in practice, and they're making him learn to block. So if you got if you have Gasecki, fade him, unless they're just not throwing to him because they know he's such a good catch, pass receiver. But, oh, yeah, we all know that. I mean, he's a good, he's a good, he's a good receiver. He just hasn't had any throwing to him. But, so yeah, anyway, last, last category here is quarterback you have low or, for both of us, is lower than consensus probably but think could be proven wrong i will go first because it's it's the guy that i always talk bad about and he always looks good because he's good he's a really good player and that's joe burrow 
Joe Burrow is uh, he same argument I just made for Tua, but I do have Tua lower than Burrow on my rankings, just so you know. Um, Joe yeah. higher. <laughs> Tua is a bigger number. Um, but Joe Burrow, I have at number twelve on my rankings because I got a lot of running quarterbacks in there, and I got him. I got him right behind Matt Stafford. I think Matt Stafford, that team is better. I think the Bengals are going to be worse this year. They're. I think last year they got ahead of their team, outperformed what they have. He has two stud. He has two and a half stutters. I think. So whose offense would who? Whose offense do you prefer here? The Bengals or the Rams? The Rams. McVay every day. You're, I, I, I mean, love Allen Robinson there with Cup. Oh, that's disgusting. I mean, you're talking about a, a coaching system that's going to run pretty mm-hmm. much the same way. As the, it's literally the same. I think it's literally the exact same offense. The weapons. I mean, are you taking? Are you so you can take Robinson and Cup over Chase and Higgins? I mean, that's this year, very, yes. This that's year, very yes. close. I mean, Chase could be the number one quarterback or the um, wide receiver. Um, Higgins could be a top ten wide receiver. Burrow could be a top five quarterback. Mix can be a top five running back. I mean. This offense is insane. But Akers and Henderson are catching balls, whereas Mixon he gets some balls, and they say Chris Evans might step. Like I think I think the, that's why they are back to back in my rankings. I mean, I could see Joe Burrow. What I, the argument here is, who do you think could do better? I have him at twelve. I could see him at five. That's where I screw up because I'm wrong. I could see yeah. him going higher than I have him. That's. I think that offense is so. I think that offense is just. So I think they might. Now I do don't think they were not going to make it as far as they did last year. Yeah. But I think that all doesn't matter for fancy. <laughs> yeah. I think, but I think Burrow is about as safe as they come, man. But that, that's my quarterback argument. I mean, I'm looking here right in this chunk with him. I've got Brady, Stafford, Burrow, Rogers, Carr. All those guys I could see within points of each other because they're all pocket passing quarterbacks. So yeah, who's your guy? We already um, talked about him, so it'll be quick. Yeah, so, I'm, so we already talked. I want to go with Lamar Jackson, but I can kind of go Hurts here too. Um, I feel like they're kind of in the same category. I think the vol- it's just the volatility. I think is there with these two guys. I mean, honestly, I could almost put Trey like put Trey Lance right in here with and these, Kyler Murray and Kyler Murray. The volatility is just insane. So it's pretty much just who do you like the least, right? I can see a world where. Jackson is the worst out of these four quarterbacks, or Murray is the worst, or Lance could be the worst. I I feel Jackson or any of these guys that I just mentioned could be down there with Burrow at 12. I think they could – Burrow could be at five, and then Jackson could be at 12, or Burrow could be at six, and Hurst could be at 12. You know, just it's just like that. Um, so I think, yeah, they run, and that helps out a lot. But when they don't run and they're not very good passers, that hurts a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, I, Lance is my lowest rated passing quarterback. So it's just a matter of which passing quarterback you like. And then Hurts is right there beside him. So like Lance, I have right above my Burrow chunk there. So they're all within range. Yeah, it's it's a scary thing with a rushing quarterback because one knee and they become a different quarterback. Yeah, or they no, just don't have that good of a rushing season or they don't get rushing touchdowns or you don't get touchdowns or – Stuff like that. It's like the volatility is just crazy. Hey, guess what, JJ Wang? Oh God, here. Blech, 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 blech. <laughs> Yuck time. Blech. Yeah, if we get more sponsors, I can afford music for the background. 
So, underdog. Anyway, it's yuck time. We highlight defenses or kickers. Do you want to? Let's let you go first this week. We are on a kicker kick this week. Yes. <laughs> so, go with, I guess, like, go with offenses, right? And I just mentioned the offense we was talking about earlier with the, um, with the Bengals. And I'm going to go with Matt Gay of the uh, Los Angeles. Los Angeles Rams, they're going to score a lot of points. The offense is good. Um, probably get a lot more field goal opportunities, a lot of extra points. He was, kind of, he was pretty good last year. Just stick with the same line of thought, man. Find a big offense and wherever the kicker goes. Yeah. I'm going with two themes here. One, it's a kicker that's not going to get cut during the, um, during the preseason. And two, get guys on teams you root for. So I threw in Jason Sanders. He was a stud a couple years ago, but he was a stud because he made a lot of 50-yard field goals because they weren't going anywhere. And by all notes, I mean, do, depend, no matter where you fall, the Dolphins are going to score more points this year. I mean, they can't be much more terrible than they've been the last couple. You know, they, they've won games in the wrong times. But he, do you know this dude is making – Jason Sanders is with the Miami – for the next five years or so, because his cap hits are like two million seven hundred, three million, almost four million, four million, four million, four million, almost for the next four years. So he's a consistent kicker that they trust. And if someone trusts you, you don't have to worry about anything. So bar and and I can root for him. The offense is going to get better. So I think kicker. We're talking about the same theme. So that sort of where I fell. I was like, I'm gonna get a guy I can root for. And once again, if you don't have to draft a kicker. I mean, Sanders might get drafted because everybody knows I like the Dolphins in my leagues, but he's right there at that cusp of draftable. Wait, because you know there's there's like most – like especially just in your traditional home leagues, like eight – if you're in a 12-team league, probably ten of them are going to draft kickers. And three most, will draft two. Yeah, so saying, I think Sanders is definitely good enough to be one of those top ten. So I don't think – you're going to have to draft him if I think oh, – man. If you want probably won't be on my team then. I would guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't draft kickers either. I, I mean, I mean, I would encourage as a commissioner to have everybody. I mean, and that's you just play what you know. But I say as a commissioner, have everybody in your league fill a roster or fill a space um, as they do. It. Oh, and one note that I forgot during the Facebook time before I get your wisdom. Um, our, our our buddy Rick sent a message to me after our special educational podcast, which if you haven't checked them out yet and you want to know more about fantasy, I think those are the two that I'm kind of the most proud of that we've done because we – we're teaching the world about our love. They're, the two specials were about different kinds of drafts and different types of leagues. He said, we didn't talk up our auction league as much. And I told him, I said, you know what? We're getting excited. Our auction draft, live draft is in two weeks. So just so you know, Rick, we love the auction. For those of you that haven't, get some buddies, get someone that likes to talk. Get two people. I think you said you want to take up some auctioneer duties this year, don't you? Did I say that? Uh, you said it last year. I mean, you know, I'll auctioneer, but I thought you said you said you might be. But an auction is uh, great because yeah, you get to be involved all the time. You're way better at it. Maybe I'll teach you. But yeah, so yeah, auction auction drafts. If you're doing, if you are not in dynasty and you're doing a redraft, learn about the auction draft. Experiment with your your friends. Get some friends together because it does. It's not. It's the best. There to me, there's no other type of redraft that is exciting as auction draft for two reasons. One, you've got to be there. So we're getting with guys. We're gonna meet some guy. You're gonna meet some guys. One guy you've never met. I've never met him actually either from one of our leagues. He's like, hey, I want to join your auction league, um, Dave. And he's coming up. I got dude, a dude is willing to drive three hours up from the beach to come see us to do the auction draft because he wants to do an auction draft that bad. And that's how much fun it is. So if you are doing redraft. Look up auction. Ask us about auction. We I will talk your ear off about auction. That's probably the thing. I only thing that 
that's probably number two to dynasty fantasy football for me is auction draft. I love I love it so much. So if you put a dynasty auction draft, it's literally the best thing in the history of the world, right? Yeah, and that's why we had to we had to proxy that one because there's so much distance. But could you imagine a dynasty in person? Oh my goodness, my brain just exploded. So JJ Wang, give us your weekly wisdom after our nice, long, exciting podcast sponsored by Underdog. <laughs> I won't yeah, do this so, every week. It's just fun now. <laughs> right, do it as much as you want, man. You earned it. Yeah. So speaking of quarterbacks, I'll keep this one short and sweet. Quarterbacks are king. Um, there's especially with the induction of two quarterback leagues, where I think they all should be now. Because it's hard to have a league where quarterback isn't important. Like, football is based around the quarterback. Real life, the quarterback is the most important. So in fantasy, quarterback should be most important. So the more quarterbacks you can play, the better. So, like, two quarterback, quarterback's king. So if you could do, like, a two quarterback, like, super flex, where you could possibly start three quarterbacks, that'd be even better. But like I said, just qu- – Quarterbacks are the best, man. The guy in my league said he did a they did a three quarterback league. That just blew my mind. I was like, a three quarterback would be hard because there's just not enough quarterbacks to possibly start. If if you're doing twelve team leagues, like you can do do like a ten team league and be able to start three quarterbacks. But I think at that point, when you do that, you got to kind of set a limit to how many quarterbacks you can draft. Yeah. So your limit would have to be three, like maybe four quarterbacks is all the quarterbacks that you would be able to draft. The three quarterbacks is all that you would be able to draft. I think it would also is also be important to make sure instead of three quarterback, make it that third spot a super flex. Yeah, I think I think they did double super flex. So just in case yeah, double super flex is fine too. But just in case you three quarterbacks starting every week is 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 really hard. But yeah, quarterbacks king, always have them. They're worth so much money. Um so trust your as always trust yourself and trust the process. (laughs) Thank you.